Hello and welcome to episode 196 of After All This Time Always with me, your host, Mr. Tom Toll. Me, Mr. Patrick Holland. And some say he's the Will Smith of the podcast, yes, because after all that good he did, he's only going to be remembered for the unsavoury incident. It's producer Joe Power! Very good. <laughs> Very good. What, did, what, what did you say last week? I didn't. Cause oh, we... you didn't say anything last week? No. Did you, have that, did you have that locked and ready to go for last week? Pretty much, yeah, and then I realised okay. I wasn't going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's topical. It's, it's, it's another hot take still, from, uh, still top- from ATTA. It is I, still topical. I think it's going to be topical for a while. Russell Brand, um, the, the, that hang over him for a good couple of years. Yeah, but to be fair, I mean, he wanted it to hang over him. He was, he was basing a, an arena tour off of oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. But yeah, Will, you know, uh, every every time there's a because he's you know it will be when his next movie comes out it will be uh, the discourse will happen. Oh, of course, yeah, know, yeah, of so. course oh yeah, and he, next time he's on a, a chat show, or, you know, to promote something, I'm sure it will say somewhere in like his contracts, don't question him about this. But yeah. everyone's going to want to know, and someone's going to buckle and ask him about it. Be like, so what? What were you thinking? Let's replay it. At what point? Because you you walk up like you're about to just put him in a headlock. At what point did you decide? No, I'm going to hit this guy. Pat, you were um you were in Italy at the time, which is quite a slappy country. So was <laughs> their discourse different to over here? Were they kind of like I don't see what the issue is. <laughs> no, I didn't. Well, I didn't have many conversations with Italians. Annoyingly, I did hear a couple in a restaurant talking about it one night, like they'd just seen it. Or no, the 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 boy was showing it to the girl on his phone that she hadn't seen it yet, but. Even though I was in Italy, I had been looking at it all day. Like I couldn't, mm. I couldn't believe what what had happened. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I guess they just what the land of uh, Slappy Giuseppe. Yeah, I guess they just don't really care about. <laughs> nice, thanks. <laughs> yeah, that's nice. I like you. Uh, how was your holiday, Patrick? It was a really, really good time. It was a lot of fun. I can't wait to go back because there's a bunch of stuff oh. that we had plans that we never got round to because we, we, I guess we just had too much planned or we're a little too ambitious and the weather turned towards the end. Do you want to know everything that happened that week? I've got a list. I, I like the idea that I want to go back. <laughs> yeah. Not yeah, many I... people normally return to the, I was going to say, seeing the crime. That's not the word. <laughs> but, you know, people it's... go back to on holiday. I want to go back to New York. I want to, people who go to... Oh, yeah. to don't, don't we they, all love? <laughs> they go to the same villa in Spain every year. Yeah. And, you know, pe- people yeah. like going back. Pat, Pat I, would, Pat, I would love to go back to New York with you. Yeah, yeah. Sure. just the yeah. two of us, eh? Honestly, mate. Yeah. Yeah. We're coming up to our No, we'll bring... Yeah. No, not just the two of us. We'll bring John, your brother, again. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah true. Of course, yeah. Get your T-shirts, We can't, we can't not include John. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, John. Sorry, John. Sorry, John. I want to bleep that. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't hear what you said, but I, I look I forward to listening back to the episode. It's <laughs> only us. Fucking hell. <laughs> so there's two you've got to bleep. Find that. <laughs> Do you know what? I'm glad you alerted me to it because I might have not heard it <laughs> yeah, when that's I was like, editing. That's exactly <laughs> what I thought. I, I thought mean, I, your career would have ended. I thought I'd better. Sure. No. Be Probably fine. the kings would be dead. Dead no. in the water, mate. <laughs> Um, highlights, Pat. What's your what's 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 was that your first time in Italy? Yeah, never been. The immediate the immediate highlight was before we'd even left, because Steph mm. is a member of she's a BA club member. So oh, that, I was very jealous of when I saw that picture, Pat. And that was uh, so. What I'd sent you boys a was BA a BA club member. Yeah, well, that means she doesn't want to get on any plane. <laughs> yeah. Be able that Tom. Come on, mate. That's that top. Good. See, look, this. Right now, guys. Look, I know, I know what I've, I've said. Things about Tom, like the way he describes his weeks, always awful. But his crowd work mm-hmm. is very good. That if Tom, if Tom Toll's hosting a night, that's the sort of thing you're going to get. It's good stuff. Come along. Come that along. was very good. Come along. Um, sorry, sorry. No, carry on. She's a BA club uh, member. She's a BA club member. So we went into the BA club while we were waiting for our flight, and I'd never seen anything like it in an airport. It's just pastries and coffee machines, and the picture I sent you guys of what looked like a bar. It, it was essentially, but no one was manning it. You just go up and help yourself. Oh, complimentary. 
all complimentary, all paid oh. for for your for your BA membership. So I'm guessing you you know you got to get your money's worth while you're there. But I couldn't believe that all this <laughs> crap was just there essentially Challenge for accepted. free, right? <laughs> Stuffing Heineken's in the bag before we left. I got told <laughs> off for having one on the plane, but who buy? One of the hostesses because I was I was it was it was open before we'd taken off. I guess I had to drink it. I couldn't have a, just a can rattling around during takeoff. I don't know. <laughs> But, but anyway, so that was good. And then when we arrived, it's just... So we started in Naples, and it is just a, a very, very interesting city. It's got a real buzz. It's full of mopeds, like, and they are constantly... It's almost like they're aiming for you at points and break at the last minute. It's like you, you've got to stay on your toes. Everything looks so, like, weathered and decrepit. Like, all the buildings are, like, crumbling. The paint's peeling off. They've got posters that look like they've been hanging up for 40 years that are all just, like, tatters. And there is graffiti everywhere. But it gives it such a vibrancy that I feel like if you just saw one building that looked like that on a street where everything else was clean, you'd be like, look at that run-down building. That should be condemned. Someone should knock that down. But because the whole place is like that, it gives it a real nice atmosphere of almost like this city's owned by the people who live here and, and they've decorated it with posters yeah. and graffiti. It's very oh, colourful. Cool. It's a really nice place. I really enjoyed it. We went to Pompeii on uh, the Friday. Um, that was... Yeah, so, that was... I thought Steph was from Pompeii. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, I was waiting for that one. Yeah, I, like I was waiting for that I like one. Is it, yeah, Tom. Tom's good value. Tom is good value. When he when he's in the mood, yeah. good value. Yeah, I'm, and I'm not in the mood. So think about that. <laughs> not even in the mood. Uh, so yeah, Pompeii was good. That was that was fascinating. Um, we did like a couple of museums. They even had a museum on site, but it's just the museums. Museums suck in comparison, really, because you're just looking at stuff through like the plexiglass. And it's very mm. distant. But we're actually walking around Pompeii and just like you're going into what were people's homes. It's so it brings it so much more alive and um that was really interesting. I didn't realise just mm. how obviously Vesuvius like when it erupted destroyed the whole town. But I didn't realise just how close it was. Like everywhere you look, it's like right there, peering over the tops of buildings. It's like it's really ominous. Um but that was really cool. That was on the Friday and then on the Saturday I was violently ill, so I kind of lost oh, sweet. the Saturday like lost a day so and by this point i haven't had any pizza and i've been in italy three days i've been in the place where pizza was invented i haven't had any pizza yet so i know do we know know what caused the illness no steph a lack of pizza i guess so pizza withdrawal basically yeah because i ate so much of it at home um and i hadn't had any for three days steph thinks it was a pint that i had after pompeii because we'd basically eaten and drank everything all the same stuff since we'd arrived Mm. But after Pompeii, it was such a long day. We went and had a drink on the way home. She had a gin and tonic. I had a pint of Peroni. She thinks maybe they just didn't clean their taps properly at this place, mm. and I picked up a yeah. bug. I thought it might be COVID because throughout the night, I was getting really bad aches, and then I was, like, really nauseous, feeling like I needed to throw up. I didn't, but I was, uh, you know, at the other end. And... um I was just like, got a really bad fever. And I was like, these are all COVID symptoms now, aren't they? We took a test and it was negative. So I don't know what it was. Hmm. And I just put it down to at first being like, well, I'm just massively out of shape. And I've spent seven hours walking around old Roman cobbled streets that are really hard on your feet and hard on your legs. And I'm just exhausted. But I don't think it was that. um, Because there was a lot of nausea. Actually, I'd slept so badly that night. Steph started giving me a massage. And she found like a pressure point in my back that when she hit it, it hurt so much. It was like my vision just went completely white. My head oh like my really gosh. started, my head really started swimming. So I'd be like, so all night I'd been feeling queasy, but I hadn't thrown up. She starts giving me the mist massage. And I'm like, get out of the way. But... <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I came out of the bathroom. I was like, please don't take that as a criticism. I know what that looks like. <laughs> Oh yeah, no. So yeah, just what I needed, Steph. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I basically lost um, the Saturday to that. She went out and did some bits. I've spent most of Saturday in bed. The Sunday, I was still not feeling great, but I was adamant to get out. I didn't want to waste any more time. So the mm. Sunday is when I went looking for um, Paulie Paulie's seat 
uh, that I'd sent you yes. guys the picture of. So there's an yeah, episode of The Sopranos where they do go to Naples and Paulie's having a coffee in this location. And I was like, holy shit, I think that's, I think we're here. Like, we're in this vicinity. So I looked it up on a map and I was walking up and down the street about five or six times and I annoyed a couple of people in um, who worked in, it's now a restaurant. So I'm walking past the restaurant. I'm standing outside their restaurant and I've got my camera out and this guy kept coming out like three or four times. Like, do you, do you want a table? Do you want to eat something? I'm like, no. And I started showing him my phone, like on YouTube, the scene. I was like, do you know where this chair is? Do you, do you recognize this? He didn't have a clue what I was talking about, which blew my mind because how could like, if the biggest show or one of the most popular shows in the world filmed right outside the place that you work, even mm. if you weren't working there, you know, even if, because this was 20 years ago now, but how could you not know that the Sopranos were there once? And I'm showing the girl on my phone, like, it's, Paulie it, Walnuts! Oh, Paulie! <laughs> and uh, he didn't have a clue what I was talking about. People's but gaps I, in knowledge are really surprising. It's it's sad, isn't it? Because it's yeah. obviously, you're, you're thinking it from your point of view of, you love Sopranos. Um, I did uh, I I did the quiz on Sunday. One of the answers was Rick, Rick Mao. Table of Girls, all of them just blankly, just blankly said, "Who is Rick Mayo?" Oh. And I was like, and I just looked at them and went, "Rick Mayo," and they were like, "Never heard of him." I was like, "You, you, you must have heard of Rick Mayo." Like, what do you mean you haven't heard of it? Like, it, it, it didn't, yeah, yeah, it didn't make it didn't sense. Compute. To like, me. what, yeah. what life have you lived that you've got this far yeah. without hearing about him? Mm. It just, but yeah, they were in their tw- they were like in their mid twenties. Hadn't ever heard of Rick Mao. I think that, that's bad. Yeah, I was like that. That yeah, not one. One of you must have. No. So, I thought yeah. if you could say if, you, if they were like, like the kids' table. If they're all about four, I'd be like yeah, maybe I'm, maybe you fine. shouldn't have gone as, as hard at them as you did. But they're in their mid twenties. Uh, but yeah, yeah, maybe yeah. I suppose I don't know. Did did do Italian people watch Sopranos? Well, they yeah. should do. They should. Oh no, but they've got their own. They've got that show, uh, Camorra, haven't they? <laughs> that I've still not seen, but everyone absolutely <laughs> loves. And I, that was one of those films I had on DVD, just never watched. Mm. I'll, I'll watch it. Could you borrow that off? I bought it. <laughs> oh really? Oh, you didn't watch it. Didn't watch it. <laughs> um, anyway, it must have been sitting underneath my copy of that thing you do. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, Sunday found Paulie's seat and uh, did some other stuff um, and had some dinner. And I've still not had pizza by this point, but on Monday I finally got a pizza and I got three different kinds of pizza on one plate. It was just like three <sighs> big slices. And oh, I think my favourite one was just it, it was just plain tomato, no cheese, because the tomatoes in that region are just so tasty. I've never tasted anything like it. Wow, they are genuinely the best tomatoes. Um, so if you ever go in there, make sure you get something with a lot of tomatoes in it. Uh, then um, there's this pizza place. This is when the pizza, all the pizza started. So I had like three pizzas for lunch or three slices. And we were going to get pizza for dinner because there's this pizza place that's really famous in Naples. It's the where where she goes and eat, pray, love. And it okay. was based on a real place. It's like, you know, eat, pray, I've never read it, but I'm guessing she goes somewhere to eat, she goes somewhere to pray, and then she goes somewhere to love. And she wants yeah. to do the best of each. And so the best <laughs> eating she can do is in Naples and she goes to this particular place for pizza. So we were like, oh, we'll go to the Eat, Pray, Love place. It's got to be decent. We went there, and it was a queue around the block on just a Monday night. Wow. And we were like, we're not getting in here, and we're both hungry. So we went to a different pizza place over the road, like, supported <laughs> the underdog. But um, but that guy, while we were in there, Steph heard him. She speaks a little Italian. She speaks a couple of like European languages, and it's like some similar crossover between the languages Uh she heard him talking about us to some other diners saying all right yeah i'll deal with your order soon i've just got to go deal with the stupid foreigners oh please she she called him on it please she was she was giving him uh like dirty looks throughout the rest of it and i was like i wonder how much of that is genuinely he's he's got any kind of prejudice or is there some kind is there some italian prejudice just in general about it's the same in the uk not that long ago where you could quite openly talk about bloody foreigners and stuff like that. And that's just him having a bit of banter with his customers, trying to get a tip at the end. But he genuinely doesn't feel that way, because he was telling me he lived in London for five years, and he was describing places in a lot of detail. So I do believe... How dirty were you? Um, (laughs) So I hadn't hadn't washed after I'd had the (laughs) two days earlier. Right, okay. (laughs) And you are foreign to him. (laughs) Yeah, be fair, be fair, mate. (laughs) It was was 100%, yeah. He, He had my number. 
I was a dirty, dirty foreigner. <laughs> I, I mean, I'm tempted to call this episode Dirty <laughs> Foreigners. Dirty, but... <laughs> dirty Foreigners. Um, but yeah the pizza we got at his place it wasn't the eat pray love pizza I don't know how good that might be but uh, it was still a very good thing and then then we got a cab down the coast the next day we were staying in um, Sorrento for for the rest of the trip Uh, but that's kind of where the weather turned Sorrento is like really nice really pretty town it was like as as fun and, and grimy as Naples is Sorrento is so postcard picturesque it's it's beautiful and further down the coast you've got another town positano and you've got another town amalfi but we dr amalfi yeah it's pronounced more like amalfi cow that's how it's pronounced (laughs) (laughs) there you go that's how you get the title (laughs) so um we had all these things we wanted to do in sorrento but we couldn't because that's when the weather started turning so it was a lot of indoor activities like we did a, a tour of the limoncello factory where they make limoncello this Ooh. tour five minutes it's three corridors look down yeah. here look that look at that machine look over here let's go to the gift shop oh, <laughs> here's some lemon here's some booze here's some cold but buy t- something but i'll say this like when we did the the guinness factory tour yeah you see yeah. a lot of stuff like and i love the guinness factory tour um it was you me and uh, our friend lee wasn't it Tom? yeah it was yeah you stay, they really milk it for as much of its worth. Like, here's the history of uh, the shipping industry. Here's how they build the crates back the in the adverts. day. The adverts. There was a whole the, section on adverts, wasn't there? Whole section That's on the Guinness it. ads. Whole section on Guinness World Records. Things like that. Like, as far as the brand has spread. But you don't actually see anyone physically make it. No. Whereas here on the Limoncello tour, you were literally looking at people just at work. <laughs> <laughs> someone, someone with a hairnet and a cigarette over Basically. some of them. <laughs> Oh my god! It was so funny. But so, out the the lady that the Airbnb we were staying at while we were there, she was so sweet. She was looking for loads of different things we could do. She was like, "Oh, you you should see this place, but the weather's not great." She drove us to the limoncello place, um, oh. or no, sorry, her husband did because he's a builder. I think she said, but because of the weather, he couldn't be working that day, so he was free that day. So he just drove us to this tour, and we were out after five ten minutes. They were like, oh, well, do you want to see, like, further down the coast? Do you want to see if the weather's, like, any better down there? It might be. So they they spent a good few hours just driving us around that day, but the weather wasn't better. So it was a sightseeing tour where she kept pointing at things out the window that you just couldn't see. She'd be like, oh. <laughs> just over just over that, like, barrier there. That's, that's Positano, the town. We're like, okay. But it was so foggy. Like, the clouds were so low. You just had to take a word for everything. It was I believe such, you. It was such a weird few hours. Um, and then, so what was that? That was the that was the Thursday on the Friday. I can't remember what day that was. And then we got the, uh, um, got the flight back on the Friday, on my birthday, which was a lot of fun. I, Happy I, birthday. Thank you. I'm not too fussed about my birthday. Uh, and, and I don't mind planes. Um, and because we were club members, we got to Lovely. drink quite a lot on the plane. It was delayed, but again, we were club members, so we just had to look, pop in the club and grab a beer. You're absolutely, you're golden. Um, f- f- 50 cent? Lovely. Yeah. Yeah. It was your birthday and you went to the club. That's great. <laughs> That's where you'll find me. Yeah. Go on, <laughs> Pat, it's your birthday. You're going to party like it's your birthday. And you don't give it because that's your birthday. Go and pocket as many small cans of Heineken as you can. It's your birthday. (laughs) So we got home much later than we were expecting to, and we're absolutely shattered. And then Steph tells me, I've got your your birthday present here. And I was like, what birthday present? Like, she paid for dinner on a couple of different nights. (laughs) I was like, what present? Birthday present, you cretin, get out. What are you talking about? (laughs) I just felt so guilty, like you mouthy you... cow. <laughs> I just felt so like I was so overwhelmed with gratitude. I was like, oh. "What? What now? Like, haven't you done more than enough already?" Oh, what, what now? now? <laughs> no. Well, I'll tell you what. Now, she bought me a PlayStation Five. Oh, what, Steph? Right. So I get home on that Friday night. She walks and carrying this giant box. And I'm like, oh, I know what this is going to be. This is going to be light as anything. It's going to be like a key ring wrapped up in a huge box. She pops it on my lap and it's heavy. And I start ripping it open and it's f***ing PlayStation 5. That's amazing, man. And right? also, I think they're still quite hard to get. 
Yes, it is. Because I have said earlier this year I was going to buy one this year, and I looked and I was like, oh, no, none in stock. Oh, maybe next year. Ugh. <laughs> <laughs> and she was like, you're never going to buy it for yourself. So she just got it. I was so oh. like, wow. I, was like, I don't deserve this. Uh... I don't deserve to be in the BA club. I'm, I'm not posh oh, enough. You... I, don't deserve, mm. I don't deserve all these uh, beautiful week away. The shits, that's what I deserved. Yeah. That's why I've, so, that was the most natural thing of the holiday. I was like, that's what I get for trying to plan something nice. I love this. So you're a beautiful holiday with some of the best food and sights in the world. Beautiful hosts. Your girlfriend treats you to an amazing present and you come out of it with more crippling self-doubt than you've ever had in your life. <laughs> it was. I was like, what on earth I am don't I gonna, deserve this. How am I going to am I going to top this for Christmas? What am I going to get her in return? Every you, time oh, out Pat. So when's Steph's yeah, birthday? You're, you're fucked, but <laughs> that was the most beautiful example of a Catholic upbringing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> no, but they don't thinking, deserve any of this. When's Steph's thinking, birthday, Pat? Uh, it's uh, February. Right. Okay. So you got enough time. I got plenty of time to work it out. Yeah, time's on my side. But then I started thinking: Should I be taking this personally? Because what this is is a leave me alone <laughs> gift, isn't it? <laughs> No. Oh, but come on, Pat, is that not the best gift of all, like, for you? Oh, oh, it's, don't get me wrong, it's it's wonderful. She was saying to me, what would your ideal you, gift be? Do you be? want me to come see you? Or do you want me to use the present you spent so much money on? Mm, yeah. She she was saying to me while we were away, what would be your ideal gift? And I was, I, maybe she was trying to get me to say PlayStation then, now that I think about it. But um, I was saying what I would like is all my family, friends, colleagues, everyone that I know, to oh. all agree that the... First weekend of the month is mine. Like, I don't care what... Just, just for yourself? Yeah, I don't care what you've scheduled. Yes. Every month, the first weekend is mine. I'll go to everything else the rest of the month. But just give me 12 weekends a year. Just one a month. <laughs> just for me. That's, that's what I would like. <laughs> She's slowly I mean... slipping the PlayStation back into the bag. <laughs> and she'll say this. Okay. <laughs> I've never got this PlayStation. It's like I do feel like so. I've been I've been Batman the last few nights, walking around Arkham Asylum, beating up like the Joker and his goons. Oh, I, I played, feel like have I've, you played uh... the PlayStation yet, though? Oh, <laughs> I absolutely love it. And then um, so Saturday then was just like a lot of catch up, like catch up on laundry, catch up on Peaky Blinders, The Apprentice final, mm. stuff like that. Sunday, Michael's Corner. Um, told me ages ago that he'd booked me something for my birthday. Now, how much mm. do you, how much do you guys know about this? I don't know anything. They absolutely nailed it. They left you alone. <laughs> <laughs> it's the first Sunday of the month. They must have left you alone, no? <laughs> that's that's a nailed it in Pat's book. <laughs> it was all right. It was a very close. Um, it was a B plus. <laughs> well, they did. So he told me ages ago that he'd booked me this thing for my birthday. Keep that Sunday free. I was like, okay. And then weeks ago, uh, I sort of like look over, like Steph's doing something on her phone and she's got this thing up about dancing on her phone, like a dance class. Oh God, this sounds and I didn't even, I didn't even say anything. <laughs> and then she goes, did you see that? I was like, what? She was like, what was on my phone I was like oh uh, and I, I, it wouldn't even have registered if she hadn't said it but I was like oh uh, the, the dance last thing and then she sort of like rolled her eyes like can you just pretend you haven't seen it I was like why she was like that's what Mike's book for you for, oh, uh, for oh if this is a if this is a double bluff that's great I'm like dance last and I thought she was joking but then on holiday she said something about how are you feeling about Sunday like when we're doing uh. this thing and I was like Oh yeah, fine. Like I don't even know what we're doing. And she was like, "Well, I did kind of let the cat out of the bag." I was like, "What the dancing? Like that's that's genuine?" She was like, "Yeah, he's booked you a, a dance class." I was like, "Why? Why? <laughs> Why? Leave <laughs> me alone! Leave <laughs> me alone!" I was so angry. I was like, "Why would you do that? It's almost like he doesn't know me." I was saying, "You know what? I feel like sometimes I bitch too much." I was saying, i got to start bitching more. If people think this is the sort of thing I want, they clearly don't know who I am and I'm too polite. So I'm going to have to start bitching harder. Um, 
And she was like, just let it go. Don't worry about it. But then the next day I was asked, I couldn't let it go. I was like, wait, so who else knows about this? So angry. <laughs> yes, who else knows about this? She was like, well, everyone in, everyone in the house, because a few of them are going. I was like, everyone in the house knows. And not one person said, I, I, do you not think this is not his cup of tea? And then I was getting really angry because I was like, this is a gift for him. He just wants to do something to put it on his Instagram. That's this that's isn't even, this like. isn't even a gift for me. And she was like, well, look. You're giving Godfrey both barrels in the morning. But then. Sunday morning. But then, uh, so this was, this was really threatening to like ruin the holiday because I kept thinking, <laughs> like, remembering it and getting so angry. And in one, like, and then I did start to let it go. I was like, look, I am going to make the most of it. I don't know why he's done it, but if we were doing it for anyone else's birthday and they were like, this is what they want to do for their birthday, I'd be like, yeah, you know, try anything once. It sounds like fun. Mm. God knows why they've booked it for mine. I'm trying to think once, sounds like fun. And she was like, well, it's not just once, though. I was like, what do you mean? She was like, oh. she was like it's a course. <laughs> oh, we're, all doing the, we're all doing the first one on the Sunday, which is a like a 10 till 4. I was like, 10 till 4? That is oh, a re- that's a retail <laughs> that's, work day. That's our shift. <laughs> I used to work with you 10 till 4 on a yeah, Sunday. Yeah, <laughs> that is a full working day on a Sunday. And then, and then what? When is when else is it? Every weekend? She was like, no, it's like every Tuesday night. Um, <laughs> I was fuming. I was fuming. Anyway, so it was a good thing she told me in advance because I managed to get like a lot of the anger out. So that come <laughs> Sunday, <laughs> when, when he texts me saying, oh, I'm just about to jump in the shower. Like, we'll meet downstairs in 20 minutes. You know, make sure you've got your as the saying goes, your proverbial dancing shoes on. And I was just like, oh, you Brilliant. Prick. You absolute prick. <laughs> and then uh, one, of, one of George's girlfriend was driving us to the train station. She turned up and she let the cat out of the bag as well. As far as anyone knew, Steph hadn't given anything away. So I was keeping up with... I had a little ruse going that I didn't know what was coming up so that I could pretend to be not angry when I found out what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and, and little, uh... <laughs> but she let she let the cat out the bag and and I uh, I you know I, I didn't I didn't complain about it too much I was like yeah it should, you know it should be a fun day by that point I'd learned it wasn't a ten till four it was a one till four um, Christ for that small we, mercies yeah because I was I was shattered I was shattered from the whole last week so I was like okay a little bit of a line on the Sunday we got the train up there and. Um, we're heading there and he's like, oh, it's down, it's just down here and it's this road on the left. And I look down and there's like this music place and I'm like, oh, is it that? He's like, oh yeah, that must be it, that must be it. I've got a can of gin, obviously, to get me through this. So I'm like, all right, let me just finish the can of gin. And I hold back by a bin that I can put it in. He keeps walking, he walks past the music place and round the corner. And we're like, oh, at this point I'm with housemate Jack and Steph and we're like, oh, where's he going around that corner? Like the music place right here. We go around the corner and it's this like big like set of like garage doors, like a warehouse thing. And there's this logo on it that I recognize as a logo from Doctor Who. And it's not a dance class at all. They had their own ruse going for weeks. Very good. And they surprised me. There's like this live immersive Doctor Who experience thing. And then suddenly things started clicking. I'd seen a guy walk past in a Doctor Who hoodie. Like ten minutes earlier, and I'd been like, "Wow, that's quite a nice hoodie." Yeah, my, my and brother and him... mum went to that. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, I started going, "Oh, you!" <laughs> I was like really late into them. I was so impressed that they'd pulled it off, and I was a that's little amazing. in shock, like that they'd they'd really they really got me. And I was like, "You fucking bitches! You done it! You crazy fucks! I can't believe you pulled it!" I turn around. There's obviously a queue of like ten year olds behind of course me oh. for the doctor. I'm like, "You bitches! I can't believe oh. it!" I tell you what, that's 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 absolutely brilliant. But I am a bit disappointed uh, in you that when telling us that wonderful story of your last week, you didn't just go, yeah, I went to Naples and that was good. And then we went to... That's all you need to know. It was good. <laughs> I don't need to know about some racist waiter. <laughs> you do. You do. That's how, that's how we got the title for the show, isn't it? 
You do need to know about him, otherwise it looks uh, like a very different show. Was um was Doctor Who good? It was, man, it was. I, I've got to say, like, I don't know how much of it, uh, how much Steph got out of it, because there's a lot of... Um, if if you're a fan of the show, there's a lot of Easter eggs just in, like, the set design and everything. There's a lot of props you can notice and computer screens with characters' bios up on them and stuff like that. Um, but then if you've ever done a, a secret cinema, once the plot actually gets going, there was a lot of, uh, like, context they have to establish for the first 15 minutes that really I feel like you could do in five. But once the actual story gets going and you're going round from place to place and there's all these cracks in time what you know walk through this door and suddenly you're in Tudor England and walk through this door and you're in the future and stuff like that and you're interacting with the actors around you it was a lot of fun it was yeah it was good fun um and then we went for some beers afterwards we went to this pub uh that was that was packed housemate Jack said have you got any seats upstairs they said yeah we do and we went upstairs we were the only ones up there it's like we had the whole room to ourselves and we just played some Ted and drank some beers. <coughs> beautiful. Huh. I should know, but no, but you and Pat, you and I were texting each other. Who else was in the pub? I text. I text Tom as well. Um, yes. I saw what's his name from Bros. I'm sure it was him. It looked. I'm like sure it. The... it looked so much like. Him. Yeah. Do you know what? He didn't look a thing like Idris Elba, but it looked. <laughs> 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 but it was like, and he was again. He was wearing like what could have been a Tom Baker hat. Oh, that's true. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like so, there would have been all these different. Uh, this was afterwards, obviously, but we'd seen a guy earlier on in the day in a Tom Baker hat, and there was, oh, there was quite a sweet thing actually. There was a guy there dressed as the, as the fifth Doctor, and I think he'd turned up on his own, but he had like the full outfit. And there was a girl which there. Which one dressed... was the Which one was the fifth Doctor? Uh, that was uh, Peter Davidson. He wore like the cricket right. outfit. Yes. And the, the hat. Um, and there was a girl there who I also think arrived on her own, dressed as the latest Doctor, the 13th Doctor, Jodie Whittaker. And they both seemed like a little awkward and shy, but they'd both dressed up for it. And by the end of it, they were inseparable. Like, they were chatting. I really hope they hit it off. That's quite sweet. Yeah. I was saying we should stalk them, (laughs) see if they hit it (laughs) off. I want to know that this story has a happy ending. Hello, all right, Mike. Hello, mate. You're all right. Oh, good. <laughs> well played uh, on the yeah, double very bluff. Good work, mate. <laughs> that was very I good. I thought I heard the uh, the story. That's why I thought I'd poke yes. my head in. I was just yeah. about to say what I what I thought was. Oh so... no, yeah. So Mike's Mike's turned up because he's get, he wants some praise. He right. wants some praise. I'm yeah. giving you absolutely f- some. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I have actually just woken up from a nap. To be fair. But... A nap. It's very late for a nap, Mike. Yeah, I went. I say nap. I went to. I went into my room at six. Shut my eyes for a bit, and then now it's nine o'clock. So yeah, yeah, yeah. That's mm. a sleep, mate. You've yeah. had a sleep, so mm. yeah. you're staying up. You're gonna be up for hours now. I was gonna say the thing that impressed me most about the ruse, their ruse, was just how pitch perfect it was. It was just ridiculous enough to be annoying, but believable. Yeah, yeah. I, I could totally believe that they had booked this. And I was like, why? What, what would be brilliant? If it... I can see it. I can see it being something that one that Mike would enjoy. Yeah. That George would find funny. Yeah. Oh. That you're oh. Doing. And this. And this. Uh, this Jack, also. I'm not sure about. This also helps sell it. George wasn't coming. Ah. <laughs> well, yeah. there you go. Yeah, and of course yeah, yeah. he wasn't coming because it was a Doctor Who thing, and he's never seen the show and doesn't doesn't care. But I know that he would. He's not impolite enough to be like. Uh, or, is that the right way? Right way round? Or he's not polite enough to go. Yeah. Yeah. I'll come. Yeah, He's just like, sure. no, I don't fancy that. Yeah. Thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Which is what so you the fact should... that he wasn't coming yeah. only confirmed more in my head that we were going to be doing something that he wouldn't like. Yeah, that's brilliant. That's perfect. <laughs> it was it was beautifully judged. I was incredibly impressed. Yeah, very proud. Very proud. Uh, well, do you want to, should we play a game? Mm. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to play? Uh, well, Mike Mike's here. I don't have. I only I only have three. But uh, maybe Mike can get a bonus one if you two can't get them. Mm. Mm. Ooh, okay. Let's play some. I- Let's play some IMDG. Roll okay. the music, uh, Joe, in the future. DG. All right, IMDG. Mike, do you know how to play this game? Yeah, I know this one. Good because you listen to this show. Uh, Tom, do you want to go first or second? I'll go first. You're gonna go first. Okay. 
So you're going to have the second set first. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Thomas Tell, your first IMDG. Uh, Robert De Niro and James Woods. Mm. Once upon a time in America. That is a full five pointer, Thomas. Lovely, lovely work. Your second one Arnold Schwarzenegger and Linda Hamilton. Uh, Terminator 2, Judgment Day. <laughs> He's good at this game. Well Alright, last one, Thomas, for you. Henry Fonda and Lee J. Cobb. To ruin it, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, Henry Fonda. Fonda. Um, not very fond of this question. Not fond of what was the other one? <laughs> Who was the other geezer? Lee Jacob. Lee Jacob. Never heard of Lee Jacob. I've heard of Henry Fonda, but I don't know any movies he's been in. Um, can I just ask? Do you, do either of you two have an inkling of this one? No, I've, I've got a I've got an idea, and I think I might have said it a couple of weeks ago as a bad guess. No clues, Pat. There's only one. Film. I don't think Tom listened to that episode. <laughs> that we... <laughs> no, I don't, I don't think I did. <laughs> That's true. So it's a pointless clue. <laughs> I, I, when I was te- when I was texting Tom like in the prep for last week's episode, I was like, "We'll probably do it just the same vibe as me and Pat last week." You know, just sort of this sort of thing. And Tom just replied, "I'll have to take your word for it, mate." <laughs> <laughs> I listened to last week's episode with you guys. I thought it was I thought it was very good. Tom, I, I was going to say in the IMDG. 2012, I'd have said Avengers as well. That would have been my first guess. Yeah. No. Um, go on, what's the year then, Joe? Uh, the year is 1957. Oh, come on. Oh, sorry, Henry Fonda didn't make one in 2010. <laughs> <laughs> I d- yeah, no idea. Um, yeah. Keep you want going. The description? Yeah. You'll get it from the description. Yeah. yeah. I think you'll get it from the second word. Mm-hmm. The first word is the. Yep. Oh. Jury in a New York City 12, murder 12, trial. 12 Angry Men. 12 Angry Men. It's 5 5 and 1. It's a total of 11 for Thomas Toll. Yeah. Patrick Holland. Mm hmm. Gogs, would you have got that last one? No. <laughs> <laughs> Forget it. <laughs> uh... <laughs> All right. That's... Is he left? No. Hear a door slam. <laughs> um, all right, Patrick. Mm-hmm. Peter Sellers and George C. Scott. George C. Scott. Housemate George Not, likes no. to see Scott. <laughs> His friend. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it's nothing to do with that. Is it um, oh. being there? not being there no mm. um, oh do you think on. you got it I, I, I've well, got an idea but I've I'll got say to wait no, for the... I'll say I'll say 1964 is it Doctor Strangelove it's Doctor Strangelove yeah it's one of those ones where it's like if I'd have said rather than saying Peter Sellers and another co-star if I'd have said Peter Sellers and the director you'd have got it mm. immediately mm. Um, alright Brad Pitt and Diane Kruger Diane Kruger, this has got to be um, in, in Glorious Bastards. Absolutely correct. Oh, I thought it was, I thought it was Troy. Lovely, oh. lovely work. And your last, and your last one, Pat. Uh, Good Ellen point. I didn't Burstyn, even think of Troy. Okay, yeah, sorry. Ellen Burstyn and Jared Leto. Burstyn. Ellen's bursting. She's bursting. <laughs> She's bursting to tell Jared to stop acting like that. There's <laughs> quite a lot of funny things going around about how he's in what everyone is saying is the worst um, like Batman universe movie. Yeah. And now the worst <laughs> Spider-Man yeah. universe movie. Like, what's, yeah. the, what's the common link? <laughs> did you guys see... Did you watch the post-credits for Morbius? Yeah, Wow. I've not. Wow. I've not seen. Have you guys seen the post credits for um, the Kingsmen? No, not yet. I'd like. I think that's just come on to Disney. I might watch that soon. Please. 
can we can we like stop and go, like it's it's basically oh, I I I want us to watch it now. Right well, now. let's finish the game. Honest, honestly, it's oh, it, I've I've not seen the film, but I've saw the post credit scene. Oh my god! Is it bad or good? Basically, imagine they're introducing Nick Fury. Right, right. But Nick Fury is Adolf Hitler. <laughs> right. Okay, I mean, I think you you basically called it. And it's like I'm putting together a team. They show us. <laughs> they show a silhouette. Yeah, they show a silhouette at the end of the corridor. He then comes forward, and you can see it's Hitler. And that's how oh, they introduce wow. him into the movies. God. Yeah, no, I think I'm okay. <laughs> wow, they're using Hitler as a tease for a new yeah. movie. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Can't wait! To, can't wait for that new one. Oh, I tell you what. Was he? Well, who's this mysterious this is, this character? Like, like at the end yeah. of Fast and Furious, like six, where they tease Jason Statham, and it's yeah. like make Fast and Furious six popular enough because we've got Jason Statham signed up, and he'll do the yeah. next one. Imagine how much fun that'll be. Make the Kingsman popular enough because we've got Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> oh, look who's coming! Um, you know. Oh, but, uh, um, yeah. Sorry. So who Sorry. are the actors again? Oh, Jared Ellen? Leto and Ellen Burstyn. But uh, yeah. can, can I just quick confirm? I haven't seen Morbius. What? What was the? Is it bad? It's it it's it's awful. It's incredibly. Yeah. It's just shoddily. It's it's some of the worst writing I've ever seen. It's embarrassing. Yeah, it's not. It's, it's not just. It's not just that the acting was done in one take. It's also the first draft of the script that they right. read on camera. And is it's it worth a bad going idea, to see? Like, I've not seen as... them. I've not seen the movie. I've only seen the post-credit leak online, and oh, right. I, couldn't, I couldn't help myself. Um, yeah. <laughs> also, I have no interest in seeing the movie. Like no. I sat through all of flipping uh, Venom to j- basically just watch a post-credits that I already knew was going to happen. Yeah. And then, and then I saw Spider-Man. Oh, waste of my. After I saw Spider-Man, I was even more annoyed that I'd seen Venom. Anyway. Well, and it's even more annoying now in Morbius because it's equally as wait, you're doing what? This doesn't even make sense. It's almost like, hey, Morbius writers, did you see Spider-Man? Because this doesn't make sense. This is not what they did. Well, what I can say is I saw Bad Guys yesterday and it was really, really fun. I would Bad recommend guys. that. Bad Guys, yeah. Isn't that a kid's film? Yeah, but it's not. It's a, it's a, basically a spoof on um, Ocean's Eleven. At one point, they even say... When is Pat going to answer this question? I, I, was wait, I was waiting for the year. Right, you don't. Uh, you want the Change. year? Yeah. Okay, two thousand. Jared Leto, two thousand. I'm I'm gonna have to pass again and give me the uh, give me the because I've not had any guesses, so I can get the plot. Yeah. You can you can get the plot, uh, but you haven't had any guesses, and you're allowed two guesses, so you may as well have a guess at this point because if you guess it at this point and you get it right, then you've tied with Tom. Okay. But even if you get it from the plot, you still you still. Don't get as many as Tom. I'm I'm completely clueless uh, as to this one, and that's not. I'm, qu- I'm quite surprised. I th- I thought you would have got it by Jared Leto just being second in the cast. No, I've not really followed his career that much. He's not someone I've ever really been into. I remember mm. when I heard that he was in Fight Club, and I was like, "Is he? Who does he play?" <laughs> oh, I don't remember him in Fight Club at all. He's like the really pretty blonde one that Edward Norton just beats the absolute crap out of, like just breaks his face basically because he wanted to destroy something beautiful. Uh, That's Jared Leto, and I was I was like, oh right, okay, but yeah, I just not never been a fan of his enough to have paid attention to the movies he's in, really. Sure. Um, Ellen Burstyn. Ah, give me the plot. All right. Uh, the drug-induced utopias of four Coney Island people oh, are shattered oh, when their addictions oh, run deep. Oh, Requiem for a Dream. It's Requiem for a Dream, my friend. Damn. Basically, just... Yeah, Jared Leto being second. So, like, okay, so where was oh, he Alan... that, in his career at that point? Oh, Requiem for a Dream, probably. Well, 2000, I think that's a year after Fight Club, which would have been mm, 99, course, I think. Yeah. But yeah, Ellen Burstyn, she's the, she's the old lady, right? Yeah. Oh, oh, she's, mum, heart, think, she's yeah. heartbreaking in that. What a the, horrible the film that pills. is. Yeah. Oh, horrible film. I haven't watched it in years. I, I imagine it's one of those films that hasn't held up that well. well no, but also it's like... You don't need to see it once. You don't need to see that ever again. You don't, well, no. Yeah, it's not much rewatchability <laughs> in there, is it? Yeah. No. 
But, you know, for a long time I would have recommended it to people. Now I, I don't know if I'd recommend it to anyone. You wouldn't recommend it to I'm not going back to find out. <coughs> so whose go is it now? Uh, well, it's time to go home, I guess. Mm. Uh, we're, all, we're all home. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, well, it, well, it's time to just play another game then. Do you want some tunes? Yeah, let's play tunes. Michael's corner can see the screen, so oh. as you know, he might not be able to see. Uh, he might not be able to see the answers. All right, so is your first one? Oh, uh-huh. uh, anyone who doesn't know how this is played, you can look at the screen. You can't okay. see the answer. Um, anyone who doesn't know how this is going to be played, I'm going to read you some facts about a cartoon mm. character. You could got to buzz in and guess who it is. Joe, uh, your buzz in is Requiem for a Dream. Yep. Tom, Tom, your buzz in is um, uh, Malfi Cow. And Michael's Corner, your buzzing is uh, uh, Ruse. Ruse. Okay. So, okay. first clue. Uh, first appeared on TV in February 1982. Malfi Cow. Tom Toll. Danger Mouse. No. But that is an exception. Requiem for a Dream. Joe Power. Banana Man? No, no, no. Bruce. Michael's Corner. Super Ted? No. <laughs> yeah. I got my own series in 1988. I think it's English. I'm voiced by David Jason. Malfi oh, Cow. Ruse. Malfi Cow. I've got... <laughs> it's Penfold. It's not, not Penfold. What? Ruse, Michael's Corner. I was going to go with Penfold's. Uh, 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 Requiem for a Dream. Oh, um, oh Malfi Cow. Malfi I've just said Requiem for a Dream. Shut up. After. <laughs> Go on, you get it wrong and then I'll get it. Well, I've forgotten. <laughs> Count Duckula. I don't know. I'm just sitting there going, Malfi Cow. Malfi Cow. Malfi Cow. My guess was Mike. Yeah, my guess. It was Count He was a Danger Mouse. He was a Danger Mouse villain. He first appeared on TV in 1982. Oh, he got his yeah, own well series in 1988. I live in a castle with Igor and Nanny. I am a vampire oh. duck. I am Count Duckula. All right, Ducula. so cheers, guys. I'm just going to give oh. one to the camera. Cheers, guys. <laughs> I'm going to have to go back and listen to the last few episodes to remember what the scores are. Um, but you get three for that one. All right, yes. your next one. I first appeared in 1994. I was framed for murder. Ruse. Michael's Corner. Uh, Roger Rabbit. Not Roger Rabbit. Four people voiced me in my first appearance. My name is the Swahili word for lion. Bruce? Michael's Corner. Simba. I am a lion. I am Simba. That. And and if you hadn't got that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) So Matthew Broderick was the adult Simba. Yeah. Home Improvement Kid. And Joseph Williams was the adult Simba's singing voice. Jonathan Taylor Thomas was the young Simba. And Jason Weaver was the young Simba's singing voice. That's clever. That's very clever. Uh, Right? Very well done. Good, Good work, Michael. Was right. he framed for murder? <coughs> yeah, he framed it for his dad's... Everyone, everyone believed uh, that he killed Mufasa. Yeah. I thought that was just what Scar told him. I don't think Scar told everyone that... It was only when he said, I killed Mufasa, they were all surprised, didn't they? Tell me it's not true. At no, but... but yeah, no, doesn't, doesn't Nala, when she sees true. him, she's like... No. He's like, you know what happened. I can't go back because I killed my dad. And everyone's like, oh, uh, yeah. No, he doesn't say she kills his dad. For the purpose so, yeah, of the I don't, game. I don't think he was framed. I don't think he was framed. I don't think he I was think framed. I think he was tricked into believing yeah. that he killed his dad. But no one else believed it? I don't think... No one else knew so. what happened. No one else knew what happened. No, I think people thought Simba was dead, didn't they? Yeah, they thought Simba died along with um, Mufasa. They didn't think Ooh. he died He because died he killed Mufasa. Because, like I said, think about the end when he goes, I killed my father, and then his mum comes up to him and goes, tell me it's not true, because that's the first time she's heard that. I just don't want you in the future to have a conversation and have someone that's not, you know, that really goes I just goes don't want you. you going around thinking you don't deserve Disney films anymore because you've made <laughs> this kind of mistake. Hang on, it says here on Wikipedia, Simba was framed for this terrible murder. 
Oh, producer Don Hahn on Simba's role in the film. Simba was framed for this terrible murder. On the one hand, you can say it wasn't his fault, but he wasn't a stand-up guy. So a little bit of the theme of the movie is you have to stand up for yourself if you know you're right. So that idea of redemption, that idea of that in your life, you have to take responsibility, blah, 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 blah. If they're using the word frame, I'm, I'm, I'm happy. Mm. To I, I wouldn't describe it as such, but hey. Who am I to question? But then who knows when that, that interview the producer gave was. Maybe that was very early in the production process and they I imagine worked out all the kinks of the story. Or I imagine Scar, what Scar wanted to happen there was for to both die down there, wouldn't it? Yeah. Mm. And it, then he improvised that's and said... That's why the hyenas were chasing him off. I think yeah. Scar thought he was dead, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah, Scar thought the hyenas killed him, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. Well, look, I tell you what, a lot of people had egg on their face at the end of that film. That's all, yeah. that's all Say we learned. Oh, yeah. Let's call it Egg King. <laughs> right, your lion egg. Your last one. I first uh-huh. appeared in 1958. Um, uh, Requiem for a Dream. Uh, Barney Rubble. It's not Barney Rubble. <laughs> I was thinking that. Along with claims of bigotry and sexism, my show has frequently been criticised as an attempt to indoctrinate youth with communist ideas portraying my village as a godless Marxist utopia. Uh, Mouthy Cow. <laughs> Tom's is, is, is it Papa Smurf? <laughs> it's, it's Papa ah. Smurf! <laughs> In the nice. 80s, a cereal branded to me and my kind made news when it turned kids poo blue. Yeah. I'm the leader of all my kind. I am a Smurf. I am Papa Smurf. Very well done. Um, the people, kids had blue poo? Yeah, there was some food dye in it that doesn't get digested. So it just comes out the way it goes in. So wow. it was turning all the kids uh, poo blue. That's an absolute disgrace. I love it. <laughs> well, I think it's time to shout, OK, guys. Yeah. Let's 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 just keep the games rolling, shall we? Yeah. Now, Mike, do you want to do a card while you're here? Yeah. Yeah, I do one. Let's do one for little Michael. Oh, okay, thank Mike. You very much. Tell me when to stop. Stop. That's Michael's card. Patrick Holland, tell me when to say. Well, tell me when to say stop, and then you say stop, and then I'll stop. Say stop. 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 Okay, <laughs> and that's Pat's card and Tom Tull. Uh Yeah, no, my week was good. Thanks, mate. Um, <laughs> I, uh, I, <laughs> how was yours, Joe? <laughs> Is it the last? Okay, my week was great. Ooh, 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 really great week. Uh, Tom? Stop. Okay, Tom's card. So Tom's card goes on the microphone. Mike, you will go first. Mm-hmm. Okay. Question. Uh, how was your week, Mike? Yeah, it was good, man. I got to see everyone on, on the old Friday for the old that talker. Good, that was good fun. Yep, love that. That was great fun. And I uh, went to dancing yeah. class on Sunday, which was nice. Oh, yeah, how was That's that thing on Friday? What was it? Football. Yeah, but it's, what, like football, what it's like flight club football, though, isn't it? It's not yeah, like it was like flight club, but with football. It was great. It was, it was very funny. We got, we got very drunk. Um, I saw Hamilton. That was very, very good. Oh, yeah. No, yeah, no. I spoke to your wife the other night. I spoke to Elsa briefly. You didn't record it to put it on podcast. You spoke no, to I Elsa. Didn't. Did you enjoy, did you enjoy uh, Hamilton, Tom? <laughs> what are you talking to Elsa for? <laughs> to remind her who I was. Yeah, I told her not to talk to strangers. <laughs> Very good. Very right, who's good. going first? Uh, Michael is going first. Um, yeah, no, yeah, lovely week. Thank you. Um, Mike, who stole the Locket Horcrux from the Black House after Sirius's death? Mundungus Fletcher. Uh, could you do an impression of the man? Yeah, I'm a purveyor of the radio subjects. Apparently, that's wonderful. Very good. Uh, that's correct. Um, uh, on what night is the Yule Ball held at Hoggies? Ooh, I'm going to say Christmas Eve. Correct, sir. Uh, what effect? What is the effect of the Defindo charm? Defindo, Defindo. Oh, no. no. I'm thinking some kind of explosion because everyone explodes things. Um, In my head, it's when Hermione, what Hermione uses against the devil's snare. Um, I was going for zombie. Oh, I went for Coldplay. (laughs) 
Um, is it? Is it the the? Oh no, that's the solar one. Does it? Does it blow blow a hole in a wall? No, it doesn't. Um, what it says here is, that, I think what it's supposed to say here is, it, is it severs items and cuts through things, but it says severs. Um, so can't trust this card. Uh, I was thinking of. Uh, I was thinking of Hitler. Like that's how he'd break into a house. He'd be crawling through Defindol. Defindol. <laughs> Good. That's just old. That's old school. That's <laughs> 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 horrible. Uh, right. Uh, what is the name of a red letter that bears an angry message as sent by Mrs. Weasley to Ron? Is a howler. Howler. Uh, what are dark wizard catchers known as? Snatchers. No. Oh, are they not? Well, oh, no, yeah. Oh, I know. Oh, they're, they're auras, aren't they? They are auras. Yeah, but I have to take your first yeah, answer, Michael. Uh, and your last excited. question. Why is Dobble... Dobble... <laughs> why is Dobby able to apparate in and out of Malfoy Manor? Uh, because the Malfoys are absolute mugs and they uh, don't think that um, house elves are important enough so they haven't got any particular sort of things against them does that make sense N- well i mean i mean that kind of is the answer but i can't really give it to you the answer is simply he's an elf oh okay and that's, that, and that's why oh. uh right patrick i'll let you go next thanks so question one for you which hogwarts student was a fatality of the basilisk it was um myrtle moaning myrtle uh which subject does Professor Umbridge teach at Hogwarts? Defence against the dark arts. Absolutely correct, mate. How many unforgivable curses exist? Three. Correct. Uh, what object is known to have a flesh memory? Snitch. Little That's golden absolute. snitch. Little golden snitch. Have a little golden snitch, son. Uh, who is the half-blood prince? It's Severus Snape. Uh, and last but not least, uh, what is the secret to calming Fluffy, the three-headed dog? Play him some music. That's absolutely lovely. Stuff. That has got to be score, the Patrick. nicest card. Yeah. That's got to be the nicest card I've ever had on this quiz. Well done. That's it. It's luck, luck of the draw, isn't it? Well mm. done for saying stop at the correct time after asking me to say stop. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Thomas Toll. Yes, mate. Uh... Just curious, which Horcrux does Harry find in Bellatrix Lestrange's vault? Uh, He finds Helga Hufflepuff's cup. Absolutely right. Um, Who hides the textbook belonging to the Half-Blood Prince on behalf of Harry? Ginny Weasley. Yeah, and what does she say? We can hide this here too. What does she say Like when they kiss? I can't remember what she says. Have but that. she sounds like one of the characters from Big Train. Come along, Babs. <laughs> uh, right, which ministry official does Harry transform into using Polyjuice Potion in order to enter the Ministry of Magic undetected? Uh, is it Dolohov? It's not Dolohov. Yaxley, is it? It's not Yaxley. It is... Uh... Yaxley was the thing that came to my mind, but I'm trying to think because she says it to him in the court. Mm-hmm. Well, she's I like, mean, "What's the matter Michael? with you?" Is it? Can I have a guess? Yeah. Is it Runcorn? It's it Runcorn. Runcorn. Very good, Michael. Ah. Um, the Marauders map was created by a group of friends formed of Wormtail, Padfoot, Prongs, and Mooney. 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 Um. What is Nicola Flamel's profession? Alchemist. Alchemist. Uh, And what form does Professor Snape's Patronus take? A doe. A deer. A female deer. Oh dear. Well, it is time for a snitch, I suppose, guys. Um, Now, Pat, you're in the lead, by the way. You got a perfect six. Tom, mm-hmm. you got five. Gogs, you got three. 
So, Gogs, you can only tie it unless you get this exactly right and Ooh. you get the 150 points. Okay. Now, guys, we all know that Harry Potter had to look out for the inquisitorial squad in the books. Mm-hmm. But if you were to inquire about my reading habits, how many books would you find on the top shelf of my bookcase? Mm. Now, I can, get, I'll get, I can give you some information. It's a standard billy. Right. It's your basic billy. It's full. And and there are two books placed on top of the books going wide. So they're they're lined up, spine, up. And then there are two placed on top of them. Two horizontals Mm. above them. Yeah. Two horizontals Mm. above. Tell us, do you still have Mein Kampf in your possession? No, that didn't didn't, uh, survive, I'm afraid. Minus that one. (laughs) Well, thumbed. Think it would be on the top shelf. That's out of order. (laughs) A well thumbed copy of Mein Kampf. (laughs) It it never came out of its wrapping. (laughs) Alright, I've got a guess. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was grim. That is grim. You cut that. That that is is, is grim. Let me know when you guys are typing. I'll, I'll, I'll Do you, guys, you don't need to type. I think on a system, just shout. Just shout yeah. your answer. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, Pat, what's your guess? 22. 22. Gogs, what's your guess? Uh, I'm going to say 36. 36. Tom, what's your guess? 20. 20. I can tell you. My friends, the, the amount of books on my top shelf is... 33 oh. Michael Corner and Patrick Holland share the spoils this week Why? very yeah, very out. well done Why because the old jellyfish because jellyfish. because Gog's finished on three mm. and so then he got an extra three points for getting the snitch and so him and Pat are both on six and Tom's oh, on I thought five. I thought you meant they shared the snitch no, like, no 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 he's he's closer we don't share any snitch points but the overall total you share the total but it, you know in reality, I mean, what is the total? It's nothing. Is it, are you, Mike, are you coming to Tom's comedy night? Yes, I will be there. That's great. Absolutely. This is gonna. We're all got, all four of us in the same room. That's gonna be fun. It is gonna be fun. Yes, isn't it, it Tom? Be. I'm just trying to cheer up awful. Tom after. It's gonna be awful. It's gonna be dreadful. <laughs> <laughs> Don't come. Awful. Don't come. Awful. This. Awful. Just it. Tom, who's who's gonna be on on Thursday night, mate? Me. You know that. I <laughs> know uh, you're the host, but who? Who's, who's uh, we have playing? got uh, Callie beating open in the show. Two cent Douglas in the middle. Kerry Marks closing. Trust me when I say that. Kerry Marks is very good. He's very good. He's uh, yeah. It's going to be a great night. Are you doing Edinburgh this year, Tom? No. You're not doing it. No, God no. How do you feel? How do you feel about not doing it? Absolutely fine. <laughs> <laughs> is will Anna have to go up for it? Anna's popping up. Yeah, she's going up for a couple of weeks. Um, uh-huh. But yeah, no, I'm I'm not. You know, it'd, be quite, it'd be quite interesting, actually. See, see what you can do. See if you can mop up all the spots in London, while uh, while no one's here. Well, my diary's mm. pretty. My, I've actually got a full diary for August, so uh, yeah, it's pretty much done. Um, yeah, because because everyone's in Edinburgh. Yeah, but I just yeah, Edinburgh like it's you know to pay four grand a month for accommodation. It's insane, isn't it? I Absolutely saw I saw insane. someone tweeting today saying there's going to be fewer working class comedians than ever at this year's. Oh, absolutely, mm. yeah, not surprised. And you know me, I'm as working class as they come. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're probably the most working class person on the Zoom call. Well, I know that. Michael's corner does work in class. I do. Oh, that's class. that's very yeah. true. <laughs> I am, I am a class person who works. I'm that's absolutely... also true. Yeah. Don't argue with it. How are you working tonight, mate? I'm working class, mate. I say I'm, I'm working class. Don't worry about that. I'm working class. I'm working class. if you're working class, get in touch with the show. If you're middle class, get in touch with the show. If you're proper upper class, get in touch with the show. I'm trying yeah. to say is if you want to get in touch with the show, you can on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. At ATTA Pod, or you can via email ATTA Pod at gmail.com. All remains to be said. Anything you guys would like to add? Joe, uh, how, Joe how's, your week, how's your week been? Uh, yeah, yeah, it's been, yeah, week's been good. Uh, oh, I feel, uh, yeah, I, I quite liked uh, the end of Peaky Blinders. But Ooh. I mean, we, I can talk to you guys in. Learned about that on uh, Thursday. Thursday. Mm. Yeah, I've never seen any any. Of, I've not seen any of Peaky Blinders at all. I start. I started 
series one whilst series six was on. Mm. So I finished it all easy. in the last month. I've done oh, it all in the last month. It's a very watchable show. On my, on yeah. my week And it's also COVID. British. So mm. six episodes a series. <laughs> on my week I've heard that COVID, before. Also, it's all... British. <laughs> the Joe Power stuff. It's British! <laughs> As he slams the table. <laughs> yeah, I did all five series on my week of COVID, so it's it's perfectly yeah. doable in a week. Tom, have fun. Just go out and catch COVID, yeah, listeners. Yeah. Yeah. Don't, don't do any work or anything. Just catch COVID and... <laughs> <laughs> Sit with Sir Killian. Um, you yeah, feeling a bit peaky? Stick on the blinders. Please. Stick on the blinders. Yeah. Pat got peaky. Did you get peaky blinded when uh, she pressed your precious point? <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, good. I that's did, because I couldn't that's see anything. Time. I felt <laughs> peaky blinded. and I felt blinded. Um, yeah, that's all right. some good stuff. Yeah, I would recommend. Right. I would recommend uh, Bad Guys. I thought it was a fantastic movie. Having 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 Elsa there obviously was was funny, but I could also tell. That maybe some of the other younger kids weren't really getting it because it was a bit over the heads. Mm. Right, um, and you were sneering but... at them, calling them thickos. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was, I was, I was, you know, I said to them, "Listen, you mouthy cows, shut up." Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, all that remains to be said, guys, is my name is Tom Toll. My name is Patrick Collins. I'm Michael Godfrey. I am Joe Power. This has been after all this time. Always. Bye, guys. No, I, ha- I have a kid. That's why I went to watch a kid's movie. <laughs> Is that a kid's movie? Yes. Which I watched with Tom, a kid. If you're, Tom, if you're rustling something, I'm going to punch you. No, I'm, I'm playing with these. Well, stop, because it gets picked up on your phone. Well, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs>